I'm very pleased today to invite my guest Tom Connell into the Respectfully studio. Tom is based in London, but he is the international hair art director for the Davenes brand. He joined a year ago, so we're celebrating his anniversary and also very keen for Tom to tell us more about the Worldwide Hair Tour in the Cloud event, which Davenes is presenting on the 22nd and 23rd of November usually held as a live event in a, a fantastic venue somewhere in the world. This year Davines is going online which means that we can all join in and access some amazing creativity. Let's welcome Tom. Hello and welcome to Tom Connell, my guest today. Welcome Tom. Thanks Nikki, good to be here. Nice to see you. I can see you on my screen and obviously people listening can, can hear you talk. And we are chatting to each other from opposite ends of London, but to talk about a really exciting international, if not global event, really, that is taking place later in November with Daphnis. But before we sort of go into that, let's have a little catch up with where you are, Tom. So you are you have this international roving role with Daphnis, but clearly... We're talking in times of COVID and lockdown. So how's your year been? What have you been up to? And what have you been able to do? Not much roving. <laughs> <laughs> say. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's been a, obviously a, a strange year for everyone, hasn't it? But uh, I, I joined Avenes in November uh, of 2019. And then we had this, this year laid out of what we were going to do. But then obviously it all came grinding to a halt. But I think I'm a, I'm a big believer in like you've got to... Not to get like too caught up in what you wish was happening, and just deal with what like the reality is. And and the reality was that we were in a pandemic and we couldn't move. And and so I tried to look at, at what the what positives you could take from that. And it it really gave me a chance to to catch my breath and and properly understand uh, Davines as a company, understand the the ethos, uh, understand how it aligned with with the the direction that I wanted to take my work. Um, we, we shot a collection uh, called The Eternals in November last year, 11 days after I joined. So it was a real whirl, whirlwind. Um, and this year, given, because I haven't been travelling so much, and, and it gave me a chance to really catch my breath and think, OK, what, what, do, I, what do I think worked with that collection? What do I think could be improved? What, what do I want to, to say? What do I think Davinesh and the, the new the next chapter in the her identity should stay and what should it contribute to the industry so it, this this year while it's been a challenge um it's been it's been quite useful and quite rewarding in that sense yeah, that, I, so that makes, i've really been able to do that take something out of it and i think don't you know so for davenis for anybody who is not so familiar is a brand who it's very much a family brand isn't it so it's mm. sort of it's owned independently by a family mm-hmm. um who who created the brand and the heart is this global regard for sustainability and for the planet and the future of the planet. So mm-hmm. to me, I think what's happened this year is also particularly poignant when you put it in the same story as Davenis, because it's about living in a much more mindful, thoughtful way, in a much more sustainable way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 I think... We we had a, a, a like a, a company creative day um, where we spoke to some people from Patagonia, uh, different companies that, that have a an alliance 
a similar thinking to, to, to Davines. And I asked a question to one of the guys from there and I said, uh, have you seen the, the attention on sustainability increase or decrease because of COVID? Yeah. Uh, and he said something quite interesting. He said, the general public massively increase. Uh, I've increased their awareness, I've increased the, the effect that we're having on the, the planet, maybe the way that we source our food uh, has contributed to, to, to what we're all facing. Um, but unfortunately, governments maybe have gone the other way, where, where they maybe had more free time and more free money to, to put into um, climate change and, and reversing it and, and sustainability. Uh, that, that has gone further down the list of priorities. So it was quite interesting to see how in his opinion, governments have gone one way and the public have gone the other. Yes, and actually, that's really interesting you should say that because even, I think, on a very personable here and now level, I'm very interested and, you know, there was this idea in the summer that it was giving the the earth a chance to breathe Mm -hmm. and yet, in my daily life, I was being forced to use more plastic, more throwaway items, more PPE, which actually went against the grain of that. So I suppose we were probably on a on an individual level experiencing the same kind of contradiction that we our heart wanted to go one way but actually we were being forced by circumstances to go another way yeah yeah that's true, very true i didn't think of it like that. but i'm talking to you at the same time as we finally hear the news that biden has got their presidency in the united states and i know that already on his agenda is climate change mm-hmm. so maybe there is real hope there that it was that we you know, as your friend in Patagonia would say, it's actually going to maybe come back up the agenda again, and hopefully. Yeah, I think it, like what I just say earlier. You can't, you can't really. Uh, I don't like to to think about what I wish would happen. I'd always deal with what is happening, and yeah. climate change is happening. So whether a politician wants to deal with it or they don't want to deal with it, it's not really, it's not really a choice because it's happening regardless of what they do. So let let's hope. Uh, that it, like you say, it comes back up, it the, comes agenda. up on the agenda. Which I've also, um, I don't know if you've been aware of that, but I've nicely queued you up to talk to me about the worldwide hair tour in the cloud. Yes. With the theme of regeneration. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it, it's um, it, it's quite nice. You know, sustainability is 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 great, and it's something that I've I've learned a, a lot more about in the last twelve months. Um, but regeneration, it, I think it requires a little bit more more activ- activism and it's a little bit less... Um, it, it requires you to, to, to probably think a bit deeper and, and yeah. to, to share ideas of, of... We don't just want to sustain already where we currently are. I think if we sustain where we currently are, I think we've maybe gone too far to, yeah. to just sustain. We've got to undo some of the damage that we've done. Every year that there's a worldwide hurt or there's a theme... And this year yeah. is regeneration. And it's about the, the regeneration for 2030, which is like an alliance of different businesses and, and, and thinkers that are coming together to look at how can we build a regenerative climate, a regenerative economy, a regenerative approach to, to more things. So from taking that to the worldwide hair tour from myself and, and I know, um, some of the other stylists that are, were, are creating our 10, 13 minute shows for this digital event, and that was our theme, and it was quite interesting yeah. how to uh, how to think of it. The, the theme was the regeneration. It was the um, the creative process and how those two align. So it was quite interesting. I was sitting down thinking about okay, what are the things that you can regenerate? You can regenerate your health, 
you can yeah. regenerate a passion for something. You can regenerate love. I think sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think everything take any, any regeneration takes effort, and it takes yeah. more than one person. I don't think one person can just do that. So it's yeah. it's been a, an interesting creative challenge for. For the last twenty one years, Davenes has a gathering in a, a different part of the world, mm-hmm. inviting for at least two days. Um, hairdressers to come together and celebrate and educate and share their their understandings and their passions and obviously this year for all the obvious reasons it's moving online mm-hmm. it's called the worldwide hair tour so this year the worldwide hair tour in the cloud yep. so so you've got different contributors you've been charged with making a show each you said to 10 to 15 presentation yeah, so there's got so it's on the twenty second and twenty third of November, and it's basically it's going to be a digital event, which all the normal um, stylists that would be on stage at the Worldwide Hair Tour um, have been tasked with creating their own their own video based around their creative process. So, so everyone's going in a different direction with it. You know, some people are going quite deep. Some people are doing a lot of hair. Some people are just doing some hair. There, there is going to be hair demonstrations in everyone's video. That's something that, that is quite important to include. But I think what you're going to see over the two days, um, certainly from the from the demonstration point of view, is is a very different um, the very different approaches of each of the Davines kind of showcased artists from Michael Possanelli to Anna Pacito, myself, all going on stage in their different directions, uh, yeah. showing something. So I shot my video a little while ago and I'm, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite, as I said, it, it, it was a different, totally different experience than, than creating a stage show. But it's yeah. quite nice to do that because you can, some things that you think, oh, that would look great, but it wouldn't work on stage because you don't have enough time. You know, with the power of creating a digital version with editing and things, you can, you can I felt like you could cram a lot more in. So I think, I think the audience watching digitally, what they lose through not being in the room, they're going to get back in content because everyone's yeah. been able to put more into their, into their yeah. time slot, let's say. Yeah, good con. Do you think it is possible? Is there a Davinis signature style of hairdressing? No, um, the, the, the only other brief of, other than regeneration was the creative process. Um, right. So Davines, as you mentioned earlier, Davines is a company that has like a lot of depth to it. And we didn't just want shiny, bright coloured hair that just looks nice on stage, but there's not so... We wanted to... I always think when, you, when someone watches something, or for me personally, when I watch something, you can either ask why or how. If you ask how, then it becomes about the person on stage. But if you ask why and you understand the reason why someone and the creative process behind it, I think that's more rewarding or I find it more rewarding because then it, it probably triggers something in my mind that I go away and create something for myself. So we tasked everyone with, with show, sharing their creative process, not just the end look that they created because we feel like that would be certainly more interesting and more rewarding for uh, for the viewer. But as far as her aesthetic, um, the, da- the Davines hair identity um, is, is, is a kind of a new direction that, that I'm taking with Davines, um, in starting with the Eternals, but also into the next collection that we, the next three collections that we've just shot for next yeah. year. Um, but as far as the showcase artists on the, on the stages, it's very much everyone is, is, is given freedom. You know, it's not a company that likes to put people in boxes. So, so my work to, to Anna's work to, to the guys at uh, Alalon, yeah. you know, it'd be very different, but it all, I suppose it all has a, a, the, the, the feeling of like, what's next? You know, you're not yeah. going to get someone that's going to create a video 
for the worldwide herder in the cloud or come on stage and do something that you've oh, I've kind of seen that before I think everyone is going to uh, there's a healthy competition where everyone wants to push push yeah, the boundaries which is and a very important part of the event I know um been lucky enough as I said to to join in different countries and and visit cities like Los Angeles and and Palma in Italy and Reykjavik in Iceland with the with the worldwide hair tour is the competitive element so mm. there is a competition that usually would take place with a, a live final mm-hmm. this year I think it's been reshaped I think I'm right in saying this might be the first year that you've had the the talent greenhouse yes. project so explain to us what that is and how that fits with the Worldwide Hair Tour. Um, so the Talent Greenhouse, it's a competition that's been running for, I think, since January. Um, and I suppose the name Greenhouse is kind of gives a, an idea of what it's about. It's about growing people. Um, so we didn't want to have a competition that you enter and if you're good, you do well and you get to the final. And if you don't, you don't. We wanted ev- everyone, no matter how far they get in the process, to 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 learn something so it's been a mentoring program uh myself uh candice in south africa has been a, a great um mentor ashley the key davenes stylists around the world have mentored these participants all the way through we've given from everything from social media training to stage training to idea development so that depend i don't know say you have a hundred people that start in january or 200 yeah. people or a thousand people while those numbers deplete throughout the year everyone's still getting the training. You know, if you, if you make it to March, you're still a better hairdresser than you were in January. So we're all the right. way through the process so now. stage of judging. So there's a judging stage where you might have some people um, drop away because they don't get through to the next stage, but at least they've, they've got something out of Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, 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 the skills have improved. There'll be better hairdressers for it. So we've got the semi-final, which takes place on, from the 14th to the 21st of November. Uh, and I think it's 64 participants um, from 23 countries. That's right, in groups of eight. So um, the brief I was sent, which sounds really intriguing, is that (laughs) every day a a different eight present their work live online. I think it's on the Davenes Education Facebook. It is. Um, so they present their work and then there's a voting. So anybody mm-hmm. can vote for their family. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can see if you see something that you like, you can vote for that. Um, and then those eight finalists will be chosen for the uh, final on the 23rd. Wow, wow. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a very Davines way to approach it where it's the process is maybe even more important than the end result, really. It's about improving. So those hairdressers, rather than whoever wins... In, at the end of November, it's about how better are they than they were in January. Because then, yeah. they, even if they don't win, they come back next year and they improve and they improve and they. So it's a, it's a very, uh, it's respecting the the process and people's growth. Hence, Tarn Greenhouse name. Yeah, which I think is really important. You know, I find it such a shame whenever there's any competitive event mm. where you don't get feedback. For example, I mean, how many mm. times do you get competitions where you enter and then you are you don't get through, but you don't know why. So I yeah. think it's always really important to have that feedback so that you can grow from it. So it, I guess this is a similar thing. It's blending that mentoring concept with the competitive concept. Yeah, and, and you're right. And helping people become um, become their type of hairdresser. So I think a lot of times some of them, 
how that leads to the industry, what you just mentioned, how it leads to the industry repeating itself is you'll find a crop of people that will look at the winner from the previous year and go, I'm going to do that. Yeah. But that, yeah. and what, what we've really tried to do is, is help, you want to help people be the type of hairdresser that they want to be and what they become known for. Because anyone that makes a mark on the industry, um, all the great ones, you can spot their work from a mile away because they do work that's them. They've not looked, they've yeah. looked it inside to, to, to create their work. So that's something that all of the participants will be encouraged to do and certainly all of the finalists and those that go on to, to win um, because the winner then wins a, a place on the show at the next Worldwide Hurtle live on stage in front of the live audience. So it's a, it's a massive uh, undertaking that, they, that if they win, it's, they're just getting started. But yeah, it's about helping them become unique in their own right, not just, you know, a carbon copy of... Yeah, to emulate. Do you think that it's harder as hairdressers these days because you need to become your own person, whereas perhaps 30, 40, even 50 years ago, you could go to a group or a company which had a certain signature style, if you like. There are, you know, the, mm. the great names, but the likes of, you know, whether it's Raymond or through to Tony and Guy or Sassoon or, you know, do you... There are often looks or things that you would associate with those companies and, oh, you're that kind of hairdresser. Whereas now there's so much emphasis on being yourself, which it has got to be a good thing, mm-hmm. and yet it must feel a bit daunting sometimes. And I think... I think you, it depends which um, which point you want to you want to get to in, in 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 your in your career, right? So you can. It's still important to go to those companies or go to companies that have great education systems. And whether you're someone that's uh, say go in the direction of cut, cutting or coloring or styling, you, you know, you look at whatever company you you there you kind of find an affinity with their aesthetic and then go and train with them or train with someone who's trained with them so you get that and then you'll find certain people that are just like right I I know this is my thing this is the path this is the type of work I want to do but then you get some of those hairdressers that they take a little bit from there and they take a little bit from here and they they make an ally of them of themselves but um I think it's I don't know it depends what type of personality you are, doesn't it? Some people find a, a very a safety in being like in a club, right? And being like, I'm yeah. that type of hairdresser and I come from that school, that's a soon school. Tony and Guy. Yeah, yeah, my tribe. But then some people, they don't feel like, they feel stifled by that and they want to express themselves and be their own thing. And I think um, you, you then you'll find those key people that will just, you know, do something a little bit different. And that those are the people, I think, that move the whole thing. Forward, yeah, make right. it go forward. You, in my opinion, and I'm sure many other people's opinion, um, you're very good at building teams, I think. You know, having mm. worked alongside you in various events or seen your work or, or heard. How can you make a team with that sort of idea of people wanting to be an individual and find their own pathway? And I know there is some concern in industry in the industry in the UK, if not other countries, that we're getting a bit fragmented with people wanting to be, a, you know, a freelancer or do their own thing. How can you advise people to keep their teams together, to allow people to be themselves and yet part of a team, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I think a, a, a good team, I think the way you do it is by not making people come into your box. So a good, a good team is, it's like an orchestra. So you have, you know, there's someone on cello, someone on violin, someone over here doing something different. It, it's, 
that, that's, the, that's a good team, like a football team, right? You know, everyone can't be the striker, everyone can't be the goalkeeper. Uh, Trevor always uses the football analogy, you know. It's, it's about an, everyone playing to them strengths, you, you know. Yeah. You, you'll always find some people that kind of, you know, uh, there's a common, like, advice that's given, isn't there? Of, like, focus on your weaknesses and develop them. But sometimes your weaknesses are your weaknesses because you're not that interested in it. Maybe you focus on the thing that if you love cutting and, and you're absorbed by it, then be the best cutter that you could possibly be. If, you, if you're into colour and you don't really like dressing hair, then focus on being the next Danny Humphrey. So, so maybe focus yeah. on, on your interest because if you focus on what you're genuinely interested and passionate about, not trying to tick every single box to be the perfect all-rounder, then you'll probably be better because, you, because you'll, you'll put more into it. So I think that's the key to make a good team. It's not to say to people, we are this type of salon or this type of art team and you have to fit in this box. It's, you take a bit, of, you know, a, bit, a bit of everything. So even where I previously worked, if you look at, say, someone like May, uh, who, who you know, to, to say my, my work or Ryan's work, you know, yeah. uh, Ryan Forsyth and, and May Ha, very, very different but all could coexist in, in a team because because everyone's strengths and everyone's weaknesses were respected and kind of other people's strengths complement other people's weaknesses as well, right? Yeah. So, and, and I think if you can find a group of like-minded people like that who understand that the, the, the end product is, is, the, is, is the most important thing in that case, you know? It's not about anyone's egos or I'm, I'm the art director or my idea has to get through. It was whoever comes up with the strongest ideas gets the, the put on the pedestal and, and that's important it, it's putting when people do the work and they do good work it's giving them the recognition and the credit yeah shouldn't say the salon name it should say the person who's created yeah. that name that, lo- so lo- that look valuable yeah so they and, and that the the what's it the saying the sum sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts the whole is greater Exa- than the sum of the parts that's right exactly like the Rolling Stones, none of them are the yeah. best musicians in the world, but put them all together, they're one of the best bands in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's another conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so coming back to the Worldwide Hair Tool, are you, are you good at watching things on screen? Will you sit and look at it intently? Because it's different from watching things live, isn't it? Do you find it... Um, if it's inter- if it's interesting, and that's something when we've been, when we've been working on the concept of, of Worldwide Hair Tour... It's um, it, it, the reason that we put the creative process in there is you know we looked at what what do we we all started to discuss what do we enjoy watching what do we watch on Netflix what what not just us but what is the the pattern on Netflix and it is the documentary style of where you can go in depth whether it's Chef's Table documentary or the abstract documentaries yeah. people like to go inside other people's processes and whether someone's designing a building or a hairstyle or a cup. If someone's into it and they're, they're an expert at it and they're talking about the reasons that they've chose the materials and the colours, and it's interesting to listen to. Yeah, it's engaging, um, yeah. so, so that was something that we wanted to do. We didn't want to just make a, a flashy event that looks nice and expensive. And, and it, it's about the... the is, is, there, is there a depth to it and is there like a, a soul to it and, a, and something that's going to give people like... Take them on a bit of a journey and give them give them something that they maybe will go away uh, more excited to go to work the next day. I think that's the job. So if I'm watching something like that, I'd stay for two three hours. Uh, in the same vein that if I'll switch something on for five seconds and if if I'd, if it's got nothing to it and it's just shiny, I'd just turn it off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, I think there's a lot of hairdressers like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think but this is what I mean. 
joyfully we can all now watch and we can join in and can get more people there and, and it's more accessible yeah. um equally the challenge is to engage people and to keep them watching and to you know try and make sure that within that five seconds where they've turned it on something is said or shown yes at any one time that you can um that you can engage them with do you see a difference in i don't know if you've seen the material that's coming together or if people are still creating it do you still see differences between the countries or do you think that the world is getting like more connected and there are less cultural or national differences or do you still see that in hairdressing different styles um you, you definitely still see it but it's much less i think than it was i think and obviously that's just with the i think i think with the advent of social media and online you know that people can just people can see what someone's doing in Australia from America and et cetera. So the, the sharing of ideas and the sharing of tastes and, uh, and aesthetics is, is much easier. Um, but I still think that you, you're still going to have the, the cultural, the eth- ethnicity um, aspects that come into play that, that create variety in people's works, which is great, right? You don't, you don't just want no, no. everyone kind of being the, the, the same thing. So it's really interesting. Um, and sometimes you can see things that people are, are, are super skillful, but maybe yeah. they haven't been ex- exposed to the same, you know, um, taste or aesthetics. When you think, God, if that person spent a little bit of time with someone that could help develop their, their um, taste level with their skills, they would be amazing. And then sometimes it's, it works in reverse. You can see someone that's just got, like, great taste, but then maybe the skills are a little bit weak. So then it, that's quite nice that you can... As, as the mentors for, for Talent Greenhouse, you can help them fill their gaps, yeah, um, yeah. So which, which is good. Something to it, which is a new thing. Yeah. Tom, just to finish it up, what would you, what do you want to tell people about Davenis? What's the surprise? What sh- why should people tune in? What will they discover about Davenis that they perhaps might not have thought of? What, what's, you know, you've been a year now with them. Mm-hmm. What's the thing you find yourself saying, oh my goodness, you never realised this, or this is the joyful part mm-hmm. Is it possible to distill it into a couple of sentences? Um, yeah. I think <laughs> Davines is, is, is certainly for, for a, you know, a pretty large company. Um, as you said earlier, it's a family-owned company. And I think what that brings to it is that they're very interested in what's next. They're very interested in pushing the boundaries. It, it isn't um, a kind of a rigid corporate company like that. It's very open to, to, to new ideas. Um, so... Myself and the other stylists that have been tasked to, to, to create Worldwide Hurtor in the Cloud, we have been given pretty free reign. So you're going to see a bunch of talented hairdressers given total free reign to do whatever they want and share their creative process with you. And that's quite an exciting thing. Certainly um, in, in, in my career, I've never, I've never known of that, of just being given. You go and do whatever you want. You guys know how to interest and excite hairdressers. Go and share something that the hairdresser that's sitting at home watching with a coffee is going to be a better hairdresser the next day, is going to be more excited to go to work. And I think to, to, to join a free event like that, that you just have to sign up and register to, to watch it over two days, it's going to be a real, a real experience. And I think whenever i've said it before maybe even said it to you but i, I really think when when you're creating an event like worldwide hair tour in the cloud i don't even think it's, it's your job to like teach someone something it's your job to remind someone of something you want because a lot of times when people start to work 
especially this year with all the challenges, you can get a bit ground down. You know, you go into work, you do your clients, you go, and people get feeling like it's, it's, it's the day-to-day life grinds them down. But events like this should remind you why you first got into it. Should they remind you of that excitement when you, you entered your first competition or you did your first photo shoot? And, and that's certainly for, for me, and I know um, true for some of the other stylists on stage, that's what we aim to do. We want to believe, make you shut your laptop at the end of the 23rd of November after the event's finished and think, I'm going to go and create my own shoot. I'm going to go and do something. I'm going to get into the salon when they reopen in the UK or wherever you're watching from around the world and try something different on my client. Because that's there's no other point in, in doing an event like this if that's yeah. not the reason, right? If you're not going to share that energy, re-energise people. So. Yeah, yeah, regenerate people. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Got that in there. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank no you pleasure. for your Thank time, you. Tom. Um, and I will see you on screen, I hope. Yes. Um, on the 22nd of November. Like yes. I said, brilliant. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you. Well, thank you, Tom. It was an absolute pleasure to have a chat and find out more about the upcoming Worldwide Hair Tour and the ongoing competition for the talent Greenhouse. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please do check out respectfully on your podcast provider, iTunes and Spotify included, and you'll find many conversations about a wide variety of subjects in hairdressing. If you'd like to find out more, do scroll down on the device that you're listening and you'll see some show notes. And please do rate and review us as it helps drive us up the charts and make us easier to find. Let's get hairdressing podcasts firmly on the listening map. Thank you. Speak soon.